following program is furnished by the Truth About Your Future, LLC. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. This information is education and not financial advice. Consult a financial advisor before investing. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman is brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager, and by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100, and by Edelman Financial Engines. Rick Edelman is a board member, consultant, shareholder, and client of EFE, but EFE is unaffiliated and has no over the content of the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. And now your host, Rick Edelman. Welcome to the truth about your future. I'm Rick Edelman. On today's show, the bond market, the future of healthcare. Women and Financial Planning, with a visit by my former co-host, Isabel Barrow of Edelman Financial Engines. I'll also tell you what a crypto private key is, Walmart's getting into vertical farming, Gene's word of the week, and a lot more. We're going to start off with tax season. Are you expecting a refund? Well, check this out. TurboTax is now offering tax refunds in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And you thought that crypto wasn't mainstream. How about a Bitcoin-backed Visa card? Consumers charged $2.5 billion to Visa cards that give Bitcoin back instead of cash. Just in the first three months of the year. That's twice as much as last year, suggesting an exponential increase in usage. MasterCard isn't being left behind. They're now offering consulting services to big business for digital assets. So is this here to stay? Well, Walt Bettinger thinks so. Who's he? He's the CEO of Schwab. And Walt says that crypto is fairly significant, in his words, and, quote, hard to ignore. Schwab already offers lots of ways for investors to invest in crypto. If you'd like to learn more about that, all you got to do is contact your local Schwab office or go to schwab.com easy for you to incorporate crypto in your portfolio with Schwab. And that's not all. Wells Fargo just issued a report saying it's not too late to buy crypto. Their report says, quote, we believe that digital assets are viable investments today, even though they remain in the early stages of their investment evolution. The report says crypto is still a relatively young investment space, which represents a different kind of investment. You know, it's not terribly common that Wells Fargo and I are in agreement, but they're right on the money on this one. You know, I find the whole conversation rather fascinating about crypto because it has such a a divisive camp, people who love it and people who hate it. And to me, I don't know why it has to be such a divisive conversation. I'm not arguing whether we should be investing half of our life savings into Bitcoin. It's not a question of jump all in full throttle versus absolutely nothing, stay away. My normal recommendation for folks who are just getting started with this conversation, 1%. That's it. You want to go whole hog, knock yourself out. 2%, maybe 3%. 
By the way, I'm not the only one who says that. Pretty much every study I've ever seen anywhere reaches the same conclusion. Yale did a study in 2018, and that's what they said. Even if you think Bitcoin will radically outperform the rest of your portfolio, like by 200% per year, they said all you need is a 6% allocation. But they basically suggested a 1% or 2 or 3% allocation is plenty. I'm in full agreement. So rather than saying absolutely not ever at all, why don't you just consider a baby step of 1% and talk with your financial advisor about how to implement that. And if you want to get the education you need to get started, order my new book, The Truth About Crypto. Comes out in May. You can order it right now from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your favorite bookseller. Folks often have a lot of questions for me, but maybe you can't call into the show while we're recording the show. So you can send in your question in advance. Just record your voice on your smartphone. Send it to the truth, AYF.com. That's what Andrew did. He's in Atlanta. Hi, Rick. This is Andrew from Atlanta. I consider myself to be a typical retail consumer, and I use my credit cards for most all purchases. I pay them off each month which helps support my credit score, and I also collect points that I can use to offset purchases on my Amazon.com account. With all of the benefits offered by credit cards, what incentive would there be for someone like myself to switch from using credit cards to a digital currency or central bank digital currency, assuming one is issued in the U.S.? Thanks, Rick. Andrew, there is no advantage or benefit from what you're describing, at least not the way you've described it. The notion of using a credit card has nothing to do with the notion of using cash currencies and whether the government might issue a digital version of currency. Two totally separate issues that have nothing in common at all. However, let's focus on that credit card thing. A couple of comments. Number one, You're doing a great job. This is fabulous. Using a credit card instead of your own cash, use the credit card companies instead of your own, settle up, pay the bill at the end of the month, which you're doing at the end of every month, so you're incurring no interest expense. Good for you. And that means you should be using a zero-fee credit card. You're getting total free use of the credit card company's money. And if that card is offering you incentives, such as cash back, either in the form of dollars or airline miles or points, for example, at Amazon, as you said, or Bitcoin back. All of that is wonderful. Uh, You should choose a credit card with the best benefit based on your spending and lifestyle habits. For example, if you never fly, you really wouldn't want a card that offers airline miles. Uh, If you want to get involved with crypto without having to buy crypto, a Bitcoin back credit card is a good idea. But if you like the cash back, just go with a good cash back credit card. You're in great shape. But one other fine piece of print that you mentioned You said that by paying off the credit card every month, it helps with your credit score. Not entirely. I mean, yes, you're right. Demonstrating that you pay your bills on time every month, never missing a payment, never late with a payment, never having a bounce check. You're absolutely right. That's extraordinarily important for your credit score. But keep one thing in mind. Creditors want to know that you borrow money and pay it back on schedule. If you're never paying interest, you're never really borrowing money. So you might want to consider obtaining or having other loans, not necessarily your credit card, but perhaps car loan, mortgage loan, student loan, those debts which you pay over time, including paying interest, 
are what really builds a credit score because lenders want to know that they're going to make money by lending you money. If you're not paying any interest to Visa and MasterCard, there's really nothing in it for them to have you as a customer. They want people who borrow, don't pay off the balance in full, but instead make regular monthly payments on time every time. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, and I'm glad you're doing it the way you're doing it. Take a look at your credit score and see if it can't be even higher. And if you don't have any debt anywhere, it might sound counterintuitive, but getting a debt and simply for the purpose of paying it back on schedule, that, in a weird way, can actually help your credit score. That was Andrew in Atlanta. You can do what he did. Send me your question to the truth, AYF.com. Stay with us for more here on The Truth About Your Future. Could taxes be dragging down your portfolio? Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our brand new virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies. We'll show you why tax-efficient investing makes a big difference and how to make it part of your overall wealth management plan. Register now at planefe.com slash rick to learn about tax drag and how you can help overcome it. See how tax loss harvesting can help you offset capital gains and find out how to make the most of tax-advantaged accounts for retirement, education, and health care. Register now and you'll also get a free retirement review with one of our experienced wealth planners. That's an $800 value. Join Edelman Financial Engines for this special virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies, on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. And you'll get a free retirement review by registering now at planefe.com slash rick. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by GlobalX ETFs. Exponential technologies are transforming the world around us and creating new investment opportunities in the process. But where to start? At GlobalX, we've spent more than a decade focusing on long-term emerging trends, what we call thematic growth. While many of these innovations are already part of our daily lives, from cloud computing to telemedicine and e-commerce, some of the most important breakthroughs are actually harder to see. The rise of blockchain, lithium batteries, and the Internet of Things represent just a few examples. Despite being less visible today, we believe these and other forms of next-generation infrastructure will be essential to powering our economy in the future. Unlocking potential for financial, transportation, and communications networks in the process. 
Visit GlobalXETFs.com to learn how thematic investing can complement your portfolio or ask your financial advisor. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. Time for a blast from the past. Welcome to the program, Isabel Barrow. Hello, Isabel. Hi, Rick. Isabel, of course, you know her very well. She co-hosted my old radio show with me quite often and substituted solo for me when I didn't feel like working. Isabel, of course, Director of Financial Planning at Edelman Financial Engines. So I'm going to let you have the microphone since you're an old hand at doing financial planning issues regarding women. Well, it is certainly a topic that I think deserves some conversation. Women are making uh, economic inroads that are unprecedented in U.S. history. 40% of households now have women as a primary wage earners. 30% of businesses are owned by women. More than half of all management and professional jobs are held by women. Nearly half of all millionaires in America are women. And women now control more than half of all the wealth in the United States. Anyway, what do all these statistics mean to you, Isabel? In general, the majority of my clients are couples. They come in and they plan together. You know, often there's an age difference between the husband and the wife. And if it's a case where the wife is the younger of the two, now the issue of planning for longevity is even more important for her because women tend to live longer. In fact, recent studies have shown that women are averaging life expectancy around 82 and men around 78. You know, obviously the pandemic may have changed some of that math in the short term, but overall, we still expect those longevity differences to continue and people are living longer and longer. I read recently that the, the U.S. Census Bureau predicted that by 2060, life expectancy is projected to be around 87 for women and 84 for men. Women tend to overall have lower income, both pre and after retirement because of lower social security benefits, you know, fewer pensions when you compare to their, their male counterparts. And and women also tend to be more reliant on those types of income streams than men. According to Social Security, women are making up 64% of Social Security beneficiaries age 85 and older. And even at age 62 and over, it's 55%. So with all of this in mind, what do women need to consider about planning for retirement? Well, they need to plan to live longer, and they need to plan for having less income to meet those needs from those secure sources. They need to start sooner. They may need to consider working longer, maybe part-time work in retirement and saving more. But the sooner you start to plan and the sooner you start to lay out your objectives, the more likely you are to be able to meet those goals. And that's really the key, right? It's not just developing the financial plan, but it's also engaging in investing. You know, so many people, as you just said, defer it. I'll just worry about it later. Absolutely. And even if you're not a woman, you need to think about if you have a woman in your life, if you have a wife, mom, a sister, an aunt, a friend, you know, who may be either partially or fully dependent on your income, you may need to be planning for their longevity, not your own longevity as it relates to your financial planning. Because if they run out of money due to their lack of planning, well, guess who they're going to turn to for help? Exactly. You know, here at Edelman Financial Engines, we plan for these contingencies within our financial planning program. We have a discussion about health, about your family, who might be dependent on you, who may need your income. Are you noticing different behaviors. You've got clients, both men and women, married and unmarried, singles versus couples. Have you noticed different behaviors among your clients? So if we broaden that question to not just 
our clients, but women overall. A recent study from Fidelity looked at women's changing investment behavior in part due to the pandemic and in part just due to the increased prevalence of women who have the lion's share of these investable assets. Two thirds of women are now investing extra savings outside of their emergency funds, which is a 50% increase over the last couple of years, but only one third of women are feeling confident in their ability to make investment decisions. And I think in, in, in general, women tend to have too much cash on the sidelines And I think in part, it's a lack of confidence about how, when, and where to invest this excess cash. And sometimes I think admitting to a financial planner that you're a novice or, you know, you may have a PhD in neuroscience, but you don't understand how to build a portfolio. Yeah, it's an intimidating conversation if you haven't done it before. And the good news is that financial planners are very used to this. You know, nobody walks through our doors knowing everything, right? Everyone's coming here to look for help and guidance and education. So women having lower levels of confidence are really not well-founded. They deserve to applaud themselves, give themselves a pat on the back because they're actually much better at investing than they give themselves credit for. Absolutely. I think overall studies have shown that that in and of itself is what increases their returns. So it's, it's not to say that trading is bad, but trading too much and for the wrong reasons can reduce your long-term returns. All right. So this is you know a fine conversation to have if we're talking about a client who is a woman versus having a conversation with a client who is a man. But I'm willing to bet that the vast majority of your clients are married couples. So talk about the dynamic, therefore. The two of them are sitting, and you've got a very pretty office right behind you. For those that are watching this conversation on our video, which you can get at our website, thetruthayf.com, you'll see Isabel in a very pretty office setting. And right behind you is a very pretty little couch, and they're sitting side by side on that couch. And you're talking with them about how much money they need to have in cash reserves, how much they need to have in investments, and how much of those investments need to be in stocks. But women are generally, and of course, we're horribly stereotyping here, we get that, but women are generally more risk averse, they're more cautious, they're less confident. Men, you know, being men, you know, we're just more going for it and gusto and trading and market oriented. So how do you resolve the inherent conflict between the natural tendencies of the wife versus that of the husband. They have to be willing to take our advice because it's my job as a financial planner to look at all of these things, to look at everything with a dollar sign attached and try to help them understand what's the appropriate portfolio. And sometimes it's a little bit of a happy medium, perhaps between the two, right? But really, again, that's my role as a financial planner to sit down and say, okay, well, you know, if spouse A wants to be over here in a 50% stock, 50% bond portfolio, that's what they're comfortable with. And spouse B is over here betting it all on black, taking it to Vegas. You know, maybe we are number one, looking at potentially some different portfolios for each of them that fits with their comfort level. But more likely, we're looking at the whole pot working toward their joint goals. So yeah, there is some conversation that has to be had about, look, this may be where you want to have it and where you're most comfortable, but can we bring you from that very conservative approach to somewhere that may be more in alignment with what your long-term goals are? And I think for a lot of people, women or men, Having someone else to manage those assets for you creates a level of comfort with maybe a risk tolerance that you wouldn't have otherwise selected. You know, if somebody else is responsible for it, 
that takes the heat off of you. You know, you're the husband investing over here and the betting it all on black and your wife is getting angry with you every day because it's so volatile. Give it to somebody else and let them kind of take the heat, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. In other words, he's not going to convince her to reduce the amount of cash. She's not going to convince him to reduce the amount of stocks. So by allowing you to be the arbitrator, uh, the mediator, this is resulting in compromise. And together, if it doesn't work out, they can both blame you. <laughs> exactly. It's better than them blaming each other. I'll take it. That's Isabel Barrow, who's Director of Financial Planning at Edelman Financial Engines. And if somebody wants to reach you, Isabel, how would they do that? You can reach us at 833-PLAN-EFE. 833-PLAN-EFE. Isabel, thanks so much for joining us on the program today. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. You can also reach out to Edelman Financial Engines by going to their website, planefe.com slash Rick. Isabel and I had a conversation for almost a half hour. If you'd like to watch the entire conversation, and I do mean watch because we recorded it on video as well, just go to our website, thetruthayf.com. I invite you to read the April issue of my monthly newsletter. This month's stories include why the boomer generation is just getting started, what happens to your digital assets when you die, why you might not be as good at making financial decisions as you used to be, a look at two of my favorite investments, exchange-traded funds from iShares and Global X ETFs, and an exclusive interview with Matt Hogan, Chief Investment Officer of Bitwise Asset Management plus Jean's monthly column featuring her Word of the Month, and Q&A, where I respond to reader questions. Every month, you get 16 pages filled with the information you need about the five personal finance topics that matter most. Longevity, retirement security, exponential technologies, blockchain and digital assets, and health and wellness. Subscribe now for just $39 for a full year subscription. 50% off the regular subscription price. Just go to thetruthayf.com. That's thetruthayf.com. We'll be back with more here on The Truth About Your Future. Stay with us. Allow us to introduce you to Jeremiah, an ordinary person who helped shape the future by putting his money behind the right ideas. Jeremiah's always been a numbers guy, from his days competing in the high school math league to now as the teacher who leads it. Jeremiah is also accessing the companies who are driving environmental innovations for the next generation by investing in Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100, which goes to show you don't have to be a helioseismologist to help push progress forward. Become an agent of innovation. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus with this information. Read it carefully before investing. Do you know anyone who's a new investor? You can help make it easier for them to get started. With the new Schwab Starter Kit, new investors can open an account and get $101 to split across the top five stocks in the S&P 500. Those are companies they actually recognize, like Amazon, Apple, and Google. There are also videos, guides, and other helpful tools, plus investment professionals 24-7 to answer their questions. It's Investing 101 Reimagined. 
To see the current top five stocks and learn more about the Schwab Starter Kit, go to schwab.com slash starter kit. Choice is changing the way Americans save for retirement by making it possible to invest in Bitcoin, crypto, and other alternative assets inside your IRA. That's right. When you open both a deductible and a Roth IRA with your Choice account, you can buy real Bitcoin and or any of 22 other digital assets. In your Choice account, you can also buy stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, gold, real estate, you name it, all in a single retirement account. There's no hidden fees or account minimums, and you get more control over your retirement savings. You can also access Choice via your financial advisor. So if you have a professional managing your money, tell your advisor to get set up with Choice so they can help you access Bitcoin and other alternative assets in your retirement account. Head on over to retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. That's retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. Let's shift our conversation now to the world of investing. As you know, I'm very, very concerned about the bond market. Interest rates have been at historic lows and are now beginning to rise. We're seeing the Fed raising interest rates this year. Many more interest rate increases are expected. As interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Just to give you an illustration of this, back in the 1980s, if you took a normal 60-40 portfolio, bonds contributed 5% in the total return of that portfolio. Today, bonds are contributing less than 1%. It makes you ask yourself the question, is it worth owning bonds anymore? If we know that rising rates cause bonds to go down in value, why would I want to own long-term bonds? And if those long-term bonds are only paying 2 or 3% anyway, when inflation is 6 or 7%, we have guaranteed money losers. In fact, this explains why muni bonds are off to the worst start since 2011. So far this year, the S&P muni bond index is down 3%. That means the entire annual yield has been wiped out. The best you can expect to do this year is break even. Why would you want to own an investment where your best case scenario is earning zero? And look at the pressures that are going on with municipal bonds. Puerto Rico just received court approval to leave bankruptcy. It was the largest restructuring of municipal debt ever. And the court ruled that Puerto Rico doesn't have to repay thirty-one. billion billion dollars in bonds. This is great news for Puerto Rico. It's great news for its residents. It's terrible news if you were one of those bond owners. You see, historically, in the past, going back the last 200 years, repaying the bondholders was always of primary importance to governments. Because if they ever created a reputation of not repaying the bonds, they'd never be able to raise more money. Well, that is now what has just happened in Puerto Rico. The bondholders got stiffed. Makes you have to raise the question, do I really want to invest into something where the government could decide to renege on its obligations? Not only do I not get my interest, I also never get my principal back. So this is causing some people to say, I'm not going to go into the bond market. I'm going to go to the stock market and buy dividend paying stocks. 
Good theory, good idea, but you've got to be careful. Look what AT&T recently did. They cut their dividend in half. Now, the dividend was very rich, 8.5%. Compare that to a bank CD paying 1% or 2%. And a lot of people bought AT&T stock not because they were thinking the stock would rise in price, but because they loved the dividend. You invest $100 and you get 8.5 bucks in dividends? That's pretty amazing. Until AT&T announced it's cutting its dividend in half. Not only did you lose 50% of the income, the stock fell 4% on the news. A double whammy. So it's raising questions for investors. Where's the safe place to go? Maybe it's not stocks. Maybe it's not bonds. Is it real estate? Well, existing home sales have hit a 15-year high, powered by low interest rates. But remember, as interest rates go up, those mortgages go up as well. The monthly payment goes up. And if the monthly payment rises faster than your income, are you going to be able to make the new mortgage payment? Does it mean that new home buyers are being priced out of the houses? Not because the housing price is so high, but because the monthly payment on the mortgage is so high. Does this mean that real estate prices are going to begin to soften? These are the challenges we're facing in 2022. Now let's shift over to the investment vehicle side of this. The most popular investment of the last 50 years has been mutual funds. I'll bet you own them. Most popular investment in the country. Until lately, these days, it's ETFs that have become far more popular. More than a trillion dollars invested into ETFs last year alone. Why the popularity? Well, for the reasons I've been telling you for oh, a couple of decades here on this radio program, why are ETFs so much more popular now than mutual funds? Simple reason, they're cheaper. You see, mutual funds and ETFs are both issued by the same companies. They invest with the same fund managers. They buy the same investments. Well, what's the difference between the two? Mutual funds were invented back in an era when Wall Street did business with paper and pen. ETFs were invented in an era of computer technology. So whereas a mutual fund trades once a day, you don't know the price of your shares until the market closes at 4 o'clock, ETFs trade throughout the day, just like stocks do. So you have liquidity throughout the day. ETFs are also more transparent. You know at all times what stocks are inside the ETF. With mutual funds, you don't know until six months later. It's out of date by the time you have that disclosure. And this is why I think it's fair to say pretty much every financial advisor I've ever met prefers ETFs over mutual funds. But what about the $13 trillion that is still sitting in mutual funds? Why is that money still there? <laughs> well, I'll give you two answers. Number one, from the investor's perspective, inertia. I mean, you've got your account, it's going fine, everything's simple and easy and familiar, leave it alone. Even though moving could be more beneficial to you, lower in cost, more tax efficient, greater transparency, higher levels of liquidity, it's a hassle to go through the process. So inertia is often something that takes over. And the second reason? Wall Street makes more money selling mutual funds than they do ETFs. The expenses are higher. The fees they charge are higher. So Wall Street loves to sell mutual funds. Well, the movement is underway. And the most recent announcement comes from J.P. Morgan. 
they announced they're converting four of their mutual funds to ETFs, giving their investors the benefits, lower cost, greater tax efficiency, better transparency. We're going to see over the next decade the elimination of mutual funds as everybody everywhere is in pretty much agreement. ETFs are simply a better format. It's just a better wrapper. No reason to be stuck with old mutual funds. My message to you is simple. If you own mutual funds, consider shifting them to ETFs. Talk with your financial advisor. See if there are any costs associated with doing so. See if there are any taxes associated with doing so and make an informed decision. But recognize that the trend is clear. Investors favor ETFs. Oh, one advisor who you might not want to rely on is an insurance agent. Why? Because insurance agents don't adhere to the fiduciary standard. What is that? It means serving your best interests. You see, there are three kinds of financial advisors, stockbrokers, insurance agents, and registered investment advisors, RIAs. Only RIAs adhere to the fiduciary standard. Stockbrokers don't. Insurance agents don't. And so you need to recognize that when you're seeking financial advice from someone, you want to use someone who's a fiduciary. Why would anybody not want to be a fiduciary? Well, because if they have to act in your best interest, they're not going to be able to sell products to you that are as expensive or as lucrative for them. In fact, consider a lawsuit going on right now against the Department of Labor. An organization called the Federation of Americans for Consumer Choice is suing DOL. The Federation of Americans for Consumer Choice? Wow, that sounds like a group I'd like to join. Who's behind the Federation of Americans for Consumer Choice? A group of annuity companies. Why are they suing the Department of Labor? Because the Department of Labor wants to require insurance agents who sell annuities to act as fiduciaries. And these annuity companies don't want to have to. The fact that an entire industry would get together and form an organization for the purposes of suing the government to prevent the government from forcing them to act in your best interest, well, it makes you realize where they're coming from. Think about that the next time you interact with an annuity company or an annuity salesman. You know, we often talk about crypto here on The Truth About Your Future. Thanks, by the way, for sticking with me on the program today. One of the phrases you often hear about with crypto is something called a private key. Did you ever hear of that? What on earth is a private key? Well, you have to assume that if somebody's going to the trouble of talking about a private key, there must be a public key. You know, it's like guitar. Why would somebody refer to an electric guitar unless there's also an acoustic guitar? Private key? Public key? You're much more familiar with this than you think. Think about your email. Well, you send emails to people and you want them to be able to send emails to you. You give them your email address. That's your public key. But your password that lets you get into your email account? That's your private key. Bitcoin works the same way. There's a public key and a private key. Your public key is how you send Bitcoin and receive Bitcoin. Your private key is how you access your wallet that holds your Bitcoin. Simple nomenclature. This jargon really isn't all that confusing, is it? 
And if you'd like to learn more about the new terms and terminology of crypto, read my new book, The Truth About Crypto. You can order it now from your favorite bookseller. Stay with us for more here on The Truth About Your Future. Could taxes be dragging down your portfolio? Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our brand new virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies. We'll show you why tax-efficient investing makes a big difference and how to make it part of your overall wealth management plan. Register now at planefe.com slash rick to learn about tax drag and how you can help overcome it. See how tax loss harvesting can help you offset capital gains. And find out how to make the most of tax-advantaged accounts for retirement, education, and health care. Register now and you'll also get a free retirement review with one of our experienced wealth planners. That's an $800 value. Join Edelman Financial Engines for this special virtual event. Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. And you'll get a free retirement review by registering now at planefe.com slash rick. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents of innovation. Ordinary people who shape the future by putting their money behind the right ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Be an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. You know, this is a program designed to help you figure out your future, anticipate it, and it's kind of hard to separate wealth from health. And so I want to share with you one of the most impressive individuals in the fields of health and wealth, Dr. Daniel Kraft. He's chair of the XPRIZE Pandemic Alliance and faculty chair for medicine at Singularity University. 
Daniel is also founder of Digital Health and Continuum Health Ventures. He's a Stanford and Harvard-trained physician, scientist, inventor, entrepreneur, and innovator. He often speaks about the future of health, medicine, and technology. And Daniel's given four TED Talks and two TED Med Talks. Daniel, it's wonderful to have you on the program with us today. It's great to be with you. Good to see you. Let's talk about healthcare in the context first, Daniel, in the context of the pandemic. Are there any positive ways that the pandemic impacted healthcare? Any good news out of this? Yeah, honestly, I'm a bit of an optimist. COVID sparking a bit of a new health age from telemedicine to new vaccines to new diagnostics are really going to help save more lives in the future than have been taken by this terrible plague. So it's been a bit of a forcing function. And so I think um, we've all gotten used to doing remote care. We've all done our first home-related tests. We've seen mRNA and other forms of vaccines accelerate. Um, the hospital-to-home movement, doing remote patient monitoring, the era of digital health, even digital mental health has exploded. So you know, in the theme of your show, the future is coming faster than you think. And COVID is a bit of a, bit of a mode to bring some things that we really need to, to market faster. So are there any technologies that ordinary folks can use today to improve health and wellness? Now we're in a time where we can start to digitize our health and start to measure it in different surprising ways. Most of us are wearing some sort of smartwatch or wearable. I have my Whoop on and my Aura Ring and my Apple Watch, and all of them can pretty do similar things like track my sleep and its quality, how much activity I'm getting. They're starting to be sort of almost early check engine lights for health that can predict whether you might have a heart condition like atrial fibrillation, whether you might have signs of COVID before you even are diagnosed, or um, if you're wearing an aura ring, you can, if, you're, if you're a woman and getting pregnant, you might be able to pick that up from subtle changes in your digital exhaust. So those are early things almost anybody can do, which can have massive impacts from healthcare challenges. So I remember a decade or two ago, I called my doctor on the phone and he really didn't want to talk to me. And he said, I am not reimbursed by insurance companies to talk to you on the phone. So I have to bring you into the office. Otherwise, I don't get paid. That, of course, isn't the case today. And doctors now, especially in the world of COVID, my physician says, let's talk on the phone. You know, send me a text. So the world of healthcare has changed over the last decade or two in terms of the delivery mechanism. What do you see over the next decade? Well, I hope we're still not using fax machines and CD-ROMs to communicate. I'm trained as a pediatrician as well. We now have, you know, apps on a phone that can help look inside your kid's ear and diagnose an ear infection. But is that pediatrician, is she reimbursed for doing that e-visit? It's all complicated. And in the United States, especially, we don't have any one healthcare system. There's this explosion of healthcare technologies. Most clinicians don't yet know what to utilize. It might be an app to help you meditate and improve your mental state. It might be a connected pill bottle to help track adherence. Uh, your connected smart home uh, can watch your movements. So there's part of this emerging future and shift. We can start to become data donors, build sort of a, a Google Maps or ways that are local to us, our conditions, whether it's public health uh, or for a particular condition. We're starting to see examples of that come to market. I guess what you're really describing is that health is going digital. Digital health is going to have an increasingly dominant uh, role in healthcare generally, no? This emergent digital future means we can be much more continuous with our data from all sorts of forms, genome, metabolome, microbiome, et cetera, make sense of that data and start to use it in real time to monitor conditions and to help manage conditions like diabetes that's leveraging AI, machine learning, blockchain to make sense of the massive new forms of data into information that can really move the needle across many different spectrums. What are some of the novel ways that our listeners can invest in their own health? There's always the basics, you know, exercise more, eat a little less, 
But that's hard to do. We can have all the information in the world, but we not, might not act on it. So we're entering this age of sort of digital nudges and hopefully better personalization. But I think what's getting exciting about this emergent future, we can really start to build a better model of you. So the, the idea of a digital twin, the, the Rick twin, the Daniel twin that can look at my you know, metabolome to help me and my base genome and my microbiome to help be uh, tuning a better, more precision diet that help, may help prevent obesity or manage disease. That's Dr. Daniel Kraft here on The Truth About Your Future. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us on the program today. Thanks so much for having me. Daniel and I actually chatted for about 25 minutes. If you would like to listen to the full interview and, in fact, watch it as well, you can go to thetruthayf.com for the audio and video recordings of our conversation. That's thetruthayf.com. You know, every week here on The Truth About Your Future, I like to bring you some of the latest examples of the latest research and development innovations that are coming from scientists all around the world. Walmart has just joined a $400 million investment fund, making it the first major U.S. retailer to make a significant investment in vertical farming. Vegetables grow vertically, sprouting off of tall towers. The system uses just 1% of the land that's required by traditional farming, improves the yields per acre by a factor of 350. Robots plant, feed, and harvest the crops. California's got a 95,000-square-foot facility. It's going to begin production this year, and the produce that it makes is going to be sold under Walmart's label at all 250 of Walmart's California stores. Want to learn more about exponential technologies? Read my New York Times bestseller, The Truth About Your Future. Time now for everybody's favorite segment of the program, Visit by My Wife, Jean Edelman. Jean is a student of the healing arts, Reiki, traditional Chinese medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, and of course, macrobiotic and plant-based cooking. Here's Jean. Wonderful to be with you this week. This week, my word is new. The new in every day. Every day is an opportunity. As we continue to build our new company, almost 20 employees, I find myself saying new phrases a lot. These phrases are, I don't know, I've never done that before, let me figure it out. I laugh at myself because there's a lot more I don't know these days. Have you begun a new chapter in your life, new job, new house, new routine? Do any of these phrases sound familiar? It's so easy to throw our hands up and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But here's our action item for the week. Take some time to think about all of these new projects, which can be easily completed, which needs some deeper attention, maybe some research. Schedule the time to dive deeper into what we need to complete the task. There's so many tutorials on the web. You can learn anything. And remember, it's okay to take our time to break these jobs down into baby steps. Have some patience. It's okay if you don't get it perfect the first time. And so my word this week is new. The N is for nature. Nature renews itself every moment of every day. So why can't we? E is for engage. As we decide to engage in our new life, you know what? If we want a happy relationship, we need to engage. If we want a tasty meal, we've got to do some research. We've got to go food shopping. We've got to engage and spend the time. We must plan. If we want a fulfilling life, well, we got to think about it. We have to listen to what we want and we need to engage. Do we have to get it right? No, 
We can change it. We can bend it. We can be as fluid as we want with our ideas. There's so much waiting for us. So engage. And W is for wish. We can make our wishes come true just by setting very clear intentions of what it is we want in our life. I love to see new things. I love to see change. And I look for new opportunities that are waiting for us. And so look for the new. Don't be afraid. Engage. It's going to be a great week, everyone. Take care. That was Gene Edelman here on The Truth About Your Future. And if you want to get more of Gene's Words of the Week, just go to thetruthayf.com. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Exponential technologies are transforming the world around us and creating new investment opportunities in the process. But where to start? At GlobalX, we've spent more than a decade focusing on long-term emerging trends, what we call thematic growth. While many of these innovations are already part of our daily lives, from cloud computing to telemedicine and e-commerce, some of the most important breakthroughs are actually harder to see. The rise of blockchain, lithium batteries, and the Internet of Things represent just a few examples. Despite being less visible today, we believe these and other forms of next-generation infrastructure will be essential to powering our economy in the future, unlocking potential for financial, transportation, and communications networks in the process. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to learn how thematic investing can complement your portfolio. Or ask your financial advisor. Did you know Schwab offers a satisfaction guarantee? If for any reason you're not completely satisfied, Schwab will refund your fee or commission and work with you to make things right. You won't find that kind of promise everywhere, but you will find it at Schwab. It's just another way that they put clients' interest at the heart of everything they do. Learn what's included and how it works at schwab.com satisfaction. That's schwab.com satisfaction. Thanks for joining me on the program this weekend. I'm really excited about the debut of my new 16-page monthly newsletter. You can subscribe now at thetruthayf.com. 16 pages every month of the five personal finance topics that matter most. Longevity, retirement security, exponential technologies, blockchain and digital assets, and health and wellness. You also get special events and discounts available only to subscribers. And Gene's monthly column and my popular Q&A, answering all your questions. 16 pages every month, giving you the content you need for your personal finances. TheTruthAYF.com. Thank you for being with us. See you next week. Bye-bye. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager. As crypto grows, Bitwise believes everyone should have a simple and familiar way to access it. Bitwise makes crypto clear. Bitwiseinvestments.com. And by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. Learn more at GlobalXETFs.com. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. Invesco.com slash QQQ. Stay tuned for Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky from Edelman Financial Engines. EverydayWealth.com backslash radio. EFE and the truth about your future with Rick Edelman are unaffiliated entities. Get the truth about your future every weekend with Rick Edelman. It's the truth AYF.com.